It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Welcome back to Alexandra and Friends 660 The Answer. Thank you so much for listening to our program. Tonight, we have exciting, exciting guests. And of course, uh, we have a lot to talk about. This is our first show for February. Yes. And it's a love month. Love it, love. We should have uh, wear red. I mean, I think oh. that, see, Alexandra, Alexandra is, is wearing all, red. Yeah. I'm wearing my fancy, ridiculous, amazing insurance agent. Well, and I'm still mad with you because I want to <laughs> that, but let's shirt. talk with our guest. <laughs> oh, well, it oh, should oh. be for me, not for you. <laughs> so we're, what town are we going to? Um, Pocahontas, Pennsylvania. Not, Pocahontas. Not Pocahontas. I don't know. We'll have to ask Miss Catherine. Yeah. So uh, tell me real quick, uh, when we bring her on, I want you to tell us how you found Miss Romano because it's kind of a neat little story with your click, click, clicking on the internet. So let's bring her on. Hey. 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 <laughs> hey, Miss Catherine, are you on with us? Yes, I am. How are you? Well, thank you so much for joining our show. This is kind of an interesting story that I want to get a little bit of a, a feel for because Alexander is very passionate about the American heart. Red Cross, the Heart American Heart Organization, Go Red. And I, to be honest with you, I'm not super familiar with it. So this has been a good educational experience for me and kind of opened my eyes to a few things. Alexandra, how did you link up with Miss Catherine? Well, actually, I went to, uh, I'd like to look at all the organizations we have because I, I support and I work uh, donations. So I was going in to give my donation for the month. My mother's birthday is February the 11th. So I always do a, in honor of her something. Well, this year I decided the heart. So I was going through the American Heart Association. I went to the Go Red, which I'm a member of the Go Red. And I am listening to, I'm looking at all the uh, little clicks of all the guests that are there, of all the powerful women. And so I happen to look at Catherine. I love, first of all, I love the Romano. I always, I love that last name. Are you Italian? Yes, I am. Ah, uh, parli italiano. Yeah. Ah, como, como se chiama, eh? So, um, I love that. I love her name. So I started reading her story and I read several and I immediately... Um, messaged her, and she responded. Mm-hmm. And she responded. Yes, to us. she emailed us. Yes. And I said, "Oh my gosh, I want to hear her story." American Heart Association is one of the strongest uh, associations there is. But the thing that my mother died of a heart attack at the very end, and I always, you know, I, I never had anybody in my family with heart situation. So when I went in there, I looked and I said, "She's the lady we're going to be awesome. hopefully interviewing." So that's how it started. Excellent. So, Catherine, tell us where you're from. I'm from Perkinsy, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and you had told me before when we had talked on the phone that you are a nurse by trade? Yes. Uh, I've been a nurse for over 30 years. Excellent. And how are you affiliated with the American Heart Association? Tell us your story and how you've come to be kind of an integral part of that program. Sure. For the last uh, 16 years, I've been involved with the American Heart Go Red uh, program. Um, I started off first by an educator and just spreading the word about heart disease, taking care of my patients. Uh, Then I was a caregiver for about 10 years to my dear husband that passed away three years uh, ago from heart disease. I'm sorry. 
And then I became a lucky survivor of heart disease uh, after I had a massive heart attack October 24th. Just this past year? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Wow. And what happened with that? I mean, what? how did you know you were having a heart attack? What did you do? What's kind of the treatment plan moving forward? Right. I didn't really know I was having a heart attack, to believe it or not. Uh, I thought it was just like being jittery. I didn't feel right. I was tired. I had some aches and pains in my back. Really like everyday normal stuff, except for the feeling like really weird. Uh, as time went on, didn't take too long. I guess a half hour, 45 minutes, my arm started to hurt. And I'm like, wow, something's not right. And then I started feeling short of breath and jittery. And I said, I think I should go to the hospital. So I uh, went to the hospital, and that's when I found out I was having a heart attack. Catherine, did you so, drive yourself to the hospital? Yes, I did, but I would never suggest Never suggest it. <laughs> when you told me that, no. I can't even I can't even imagine. But no. I think if you're not if you're unsure and you feel fine, you just you're trying to get help. I get that, but yeah, that's that's amazing that you had like you were able to hold it together to get to the hospital and well, drive yourself. And let's be honest here: when we are not feeling well, the first thing that we think is, I need to go to the hospital. Let me drive my car because if I call nine one one, the ambulance will cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> And yeah. this is a problem in it America. Is. You it know, is. people, a lot of times they do not go to the doctor because, okay, it's past 9 p.m. So now it's an emergency room. It's not care now anymore. And if I call an ambulance, that's going to cost too much. And I have no insurance right. or it's too expensive. And this is this problem. It is. It's, it's a big it's problem. problem. And I mean, I think you were I, saying earlier before that, you know, with COVID and everything, people are afraid to go seek further treatment for fear yeah. of, of that. Catherine, I'm sorry, I cut you yeah. off. What were you going to say? No, that's okay. Well, I would never suggest it for anybody. I did because Grandview Health is five minutes from my house. So I thought it would be, it's okay, but uh, I, I would never suggest that to anybody that's having chest pain, nausea, vomiting, feeling dizzy. Uh, it would be the best bet to call 911. Okay. They could act back yes. for yes. you. Catherine, real um, quick, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yes. real, real quick, could you go back a little bit and tell us, uh, being a nurse, and your husband mm-hmm. in, in, went through this heart uh, situation, and did he die of the heart attack, or did he uh, get well? And Because you can't, yeah. you're a survivor, right? So can yeah. you tell us a little bit of the story of how you, what's the process of you go through with this situation? Did your husband get better? Or did he pass away from that? And then how are you, how are you coping with you, with your situation? Um, for my husband, um, he his uh, heart disease was caused by family genetics. No, he didn't. He did, really never got better. He had a, a heart attack. He had triple bypass. He had cardiac catheterizations, and he ultimately passed away from a massive heart attack mm. uh, in May of 2017. Mm. Wow! Mm. Wow! And if you're, just, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Alexander Friends. We're here with Catherine Romano. She is our Pennsylvania guest. We have found her through the American Heart Association Go Red program. She's a survivor of heart disease. She had a massive heart attack. She is also a caregiver to her husband who passed a few years ago. And so she's here to share the stories of trials and tribulations, what to look for, how to handle. I know that we had talked previously on the phone about you know, as a caregiver, what can we do to help our 
family and friends that are going through the situation. Is it, you know, I know you mentioned that your husband is genetic, but when we talk, you know, my husband has genetic issues as well. Both of his parents have passed from heart related issues, but unfortunately he's not, uh, I guess, seeing the signs and seeing the lifestyle changes that need to be made. So he doesn't follow in those same footsteps. Kind of talk to us a little bit about, about what we can do to help others around us and, and help ourselves. So we maybe can avoid a potentially devastating situation. Sure. Um, the most important thing for uh, being a caregiver is you have to be very supportive. Uh, also, talk to the person about their diet. Do they know their numbers? Meaning, do they know their blood pressure numbers? Do they know their cholesterol levels? Do they go to their physicians when they're supposed to for uh, checkups and their annual um, checkups? Do they take their medications as prescribed? It's very important to take the meds as they're prescribed. If they have diet restrictions, like not eating a lot of salt, fluid restrictions, uh, just keep reminding them that, you know, are you doing it? Are you following what you're supposed to be doing? Are you exercising? And all these things are done through your physician. will advise you what you can and cannot do. Um, Those things are really important. And always follow up with the doctor if you have questions or concerns. and reach out to your doctor if you have questions. Don't wait. That sometimes can cause problems if you wait too long. Mm-hmm. Um, as for me, I am watching what I eat. I stay away from salt, fluid restrictions, uh, following up with my doctor like I'm supposed to, taking my medications as I'm supposed to. And with uh, COVID-19, a lot of people, I don't know if they're aware, but your medications, they can order them ahead of time now versus waiting to the last minute because of COVID. Um, there are some of the things that I do and follow and to just keep awareness of heart disease for everyone, not only women that it strikes, but it also strikes men. So you want to be open about it and be able to talk to somebody about it. You don't have to be a nurse to do it. You can just be a friend and just be supportive. Mm-hmm. That really helps. Miss mm-hmm. Catherine, you know that the um, heart attacks or, or heart disease is the biggest killer for women. People don't understand that. They really uh, take that very lightly. But I, would you tell us a little bit of when you had your heart attack, were you, did you ever think of why me or why, why, why did this mm-hmm. happen to me? Uh, yeah, I certainly did, especially heart disease isn't in my family. So I say mine just came and bit me. I did not really, uh, I didn't know I was having a heart attack. Uh, why me? Yeah, sure. I said, why me? I certainly didn't understand why did this happen to me? I thought that I was following a good diet previously. I went to my doctors for checkups. Uh, I worked out. I go. Uh, I do Zumba, which is you know cardio. Cari- I love Zumba. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I love it. Too. I have I no rhythm, <laughs> but I <laughs> but I just shake everything and it's fine. <laughs> that's what. That's exactly what my instructor says. As long as you're shaking something and you're sweating, you're doing a great job. <laughs> so you're also uh, a excuse me. You're also a teacher, right? You teach. No, I don't teach. Uh, education just means I. I. Okay. Uh, Spread the word. You spread the word. So tell, yeah. 
Tell tell us a little bit about the GoRit program because the, my my co-hosts here, my peers, do not are not really aware of it. I've been doing it for a long time. And I do. I'm glad that you asked that. I want to I want to actually dedicate a good chunk of our second segment about the GoRit program because I know we have a lot to talk about with that. Um, real quick, I don't mean to sidetrack you, Alexander, but I I want to ask you what what would be a good recommendation for those that are our loved ones that are maybe a little stubborn that. They feel like maybe you're mommying them, my husband, um, when I when I try to su- be supportive. Like, do you have any good words of wisdom to try to help those that just won't don't want to be helped? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, what do I do? Yeah, I've, I've come across that several times. I think everybody in life has something they look forward to. Grandchild graduating from high school, a, a wife that's in college and she's studying for her bachelor's, Uh, you have a special wedding to go to, a special event. Mm -hmm. I think that if you let the person know, I really want you around. Uh, Do you not want to see your grandchild graduate from high school? Do you not want to go to that wedding we're going to or that class reunion? Uh, I think that gives them a little food for thought, Mm -hmm. and they're a little bit more more willing to help themselves. In sales, Um, we call that the takeaway close. (laughs) (laughs) if you're just joining us you're listening to alexander and friends please like our facebook at alexander and friends 660 you can also shoot us an email at alexander and friends 660 at gmail.com so this show is brought to you by miller title roberto perez and i'm here with our co-host v and beautiful courtney which uh, she's wearing this t-shirt today that is really uh amazing so i want to i want to have one Beautiful. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Beast. I just, I, I just want to know why I was not called beautiful. Because you are, you, you are saying people are sidetracked me here. Okay, guys. She just realized that here. I showered and that I, I have makeup, a little bit of makeup, and I blue dry uh-huh. my hair. So that, uh-huh. that, that deserves a little extra. You always look so nice. Oh, you always so, look so oh, nice. You were yeah. trying to save Alexander's here. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. You always look so nice, though. Yeah, I mean, your dresses all the time. Yes, yes, yes. No. But the reason is because you were giving me your back. <laughs> oh. well, we're here with Miss Catherine Romano. She is part of the American Heart Association. She is a survivor. She is a uh, caretaker. She's an educator with heart disease. Um, and I know you had asked previously before I rudely cut you off, but I do want to learn more about Go Red. Tell me, tell others, how can we help? What is it? What do we do? Sure. Go Red Day is to uh, spread awareness about cardiovascular disease and to save lives. Uh, It kills one in three women, um, heart disease does. Uh, It's more than cancer combined, according to the American. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very. Why is it so much higher in women? Because we're stronger. (laughs) <laughs> that's what they say, but we usually don't seek treatment. You know, we're the caregiver. We're, we're usually the ones that take care of other people. We don't usually say, hmm, this is out of the norm. I think I should go to the doctor or go to the hospital or whatever. So we wait. That's a good and, point. And uh, sometimes we wait too late. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to educate women on knowing their numbers. That's a, like a big factor with their, your blood pressure, your cholesterol level. Um if anybody wants information, they want to become more involved, they can uh, go on the American Heart Association webpage. They also can uh, go 
to a webpage called Go for uh, Go Red for Women. Explains everything in detail. If they want to become participating more uh, actively in it for donations, um, different programs. Well, before COVID, they used to have walks for for Go Red Day, raising money so it raises awareness for heart disease in women and uh, to support the effort. So they can go to any one of the web pages, heart.org. Or go reddayforwomen.org. Excellent. And the red is, yeah, and the red is a sign of the heart. So if somebody's wearing red, they've either, they're a survivor or they're just affiliated with the program. Because I know, I think when we see women dressed up in red, that's supposed to signify something or other coming up. I know Alexander was telling me it's like a, is it this week, right? Isn't this the first week that. Yeah, yeah. February 5th is go the official Go Red Day, which means you wear red to show your support for the, the program for Go Red Day for, for cardiac disease. And uh, a lot of women, ladies, wear it all month. Uh, also, men participate. They wear red. Uh, my grandson wears red. My grandchildren do. They'll wear oh. a red shirt. Yeah. Awesome. Or a little red pin or the little Go uh, Red dress pin. Uh, Miss Catherine, could I? I'm going to say a little something a little bit different. Take you back. Understanding a heart attack. Tell us what the process was when you went through it. Oh goodness me! <laughs> oh, the process. Well, I was having an active heart attack, so the the emergency room at Grandview was terrific. I maybe spent ten fifteen minutes in there. Uh, they they find out that you're having a heart attack from the EKG, which are little leads that they just stick on you and has a readout. From the uh, emergency room, they whisked me away to the catheterization lab, which uh, they give you a cardiac catheterization, which is a catheter that's inserted in either your groin or your your wrist area, uh, which leads to your uh, heart. And they clear out the blockage, and then they'll um, uh, put stents in if needed. I did get two stents. Uh, then after that is rest and recuperation a little bit, and then you get right back into it with walking. You go to um, cardiac rehab, which is walking on a treadmill, and it's under supervised uh, settings, so that way they can watch for any signs uh, or symptoms that you're going to get while you're there exercising. Uh, they also teach you about nutrition with your diet and uh, give you support and give you any uh, education that you need that if you don't understand something, you can ask them. They kind of keep up with you if you're taking your medications and they just offer you a lot of encouragement. So that's, that's what I had to do. And um, I still just, uh, you have to have a positive outlook, which I do. I still uh, exercise. I go walking and um, continue to take my medications, which is really important, and follow up with my doctor's appointments. Excellent. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Alexander Friends. We're here with Catherine Romano. She is our Pennsylvania guest. We have found her through the American Heart Association Go Red program. She's a survivor of heart disease. So I don't know if we had talked about this the other day, but my mother, she's like, she's like a cat with nine lives. And she's, <laughs> she, I think she's probably got about three left, but she, she has a pig valve where maybe her aorta is. I don't, I don't, this is years ago. And then she's got 
a defibrillator and that thing pokes out of her chest quite a bit and it, it zaps her. But I mean, I have seen that poor woman just flatline multiple times and seen seen them paddle her back to life. And it's it's uh, heartbreaking to watch that. And I think she's kind of of the mindset, too, where, you know, she she saw kind of death staring her in the face and she made some significant changes um, Mm -hmm. when everything kind of happened. Well, life takes on a new meaning. Um, Maybe the things that used to bother you, they they don't bother you as much as anymore. And for me, I faced one of my biggest fears was to die alone. Um, Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's fear. It's very scary when... Mm -hmm. You know, you're told you're having a heart attack. Uh, who's your next of kin? Do you, wa- be wa- do you want to be resuscitated or not? So, like, these are all like, oh, my God, seriously? Mm-hmm. So after that, you just look at life in a different way. Right. And especially after facing one of your biggest fears, mine was dying alone. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, if uh, I wasn't alone, I had wonderful nurses and doctors there. So I got through it. I'm a strong person. I'm a strong woman. Uh, and now in life, uh, changing to me means I just make changes in my lifestyle and also not to take things so serious. Right. Because there's a lot, there's a lot worse that could happen mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. So I just try to live every day to its fullest. And uh, if I can help one person, then I've done what I was here here for we are happy and glad that you never need you know a heart transplant but we know that unfortunately a lot of people need uh, a new heart you know and almost 114,000 people in the United States are waiting uh, are in the waiting list for a life-serving organ you know and Usually, the average that we have is that 20 people die every day because they never get the chance to, to receive the, the organ that they're waiting for. So what is your view about organ donation and at any point when you are in the hospital uh, or even when your husband had the, the heart attack years ago, have you ever guys thought about, oh, my God, if I need to go to a a transplant list, how that's going to be? Organ donation is uh, something probably that should be decided before someone passes away. Um, I would, I feel that organ donation is a great thing if you can give uh, something of yourself to help someone else. Yes. That you should do that. Mm-hmm. And you can sign, you can um, sign up when you get your driver's license. Right. I well, we were, believe mm-hmm. there's Yes. The thing on there to take off for organ donation. Uh, I believe you should tell your doctor as well. But um, I think it's a personal choice, and a lot of people struggle with that, but it's something you should do before you become ill or not able to make a decision like that. You know, we talk about this a lot, and we're the nature of our business, Alexander's in real estate, V's in financial, and um, mm-hmm. I'm in property and casualty insurance. And so we are just kind of planty pants people and we harp a lot on I guess preventative of lots of situations and so you know these are things that people need to think about and when we talk about directives and what's going to happen if something bad happens and wills and um, Mm -hmm. you know all of those things we really try to hit home that these are good conversations to have not just when 
things go go wrong. But when our kids are growing up, how do we educate them on making good, healthy decisions, having them see, you know, even the basic stuff down to everything you do has potentially a, a consequence. And, and it's not just you do something bad. It's a consequence. It's how you live your life and, and how you feed your body and how you take care of it. Those are all things that, you know, we try to drive home as well. And, um, you know, it's just. I, I hate for people to go through certain situations, but it's always good for people like you to come and share the story because it may help somebody, like you said. And so, um, you know, we just, we really appreciate that. I was oh, gonna, you're welcome. What question do you have? I have one more question mm-hmm. for you. Uh, your your children, your family, were they very supportive with you? Now that you have gone through this, do you speak to them about the um, the possibility of heart disease in their family? Oh, God, yeah. I have uh, two daughters and four grandchildren. Um, my four grandchildren are older, so they completely understood. Plus, they understood a little bit more because their grandfather had heart disease. Uh, but, yes, they were all supportive. And I, my two daughters, I did tell them, you know, when you go to the doctor next time, you better tell them about your mother, that she had a massive heart attack and where it was so that way they can follow up with you. Because now they have heart disease in their family from their mother mm-hmm. and their father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's really rather important. They have to stress that. And, uh, of course, they ask me, well, what happened, Mom? How did it happen? How did you feel? And I explained it all to them so that they know. And they're older, so I don't have to worry about it. You know, they're in their 30s, so they certainly do understand. Mm-hmm. And things that their mother's a nurse, and I'm always enforcing it, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, medical issues with them. They'll take care of it and they better. Well, we but, uh, are, we're coming to the end of our show tonight. And we definitely, I, I want to tell you that I'm so glad I was, I'm always traveling at night on my computer on a journey. And I'm glad <laughs> that I found you. Yes. And I'm glad that I um, sent you a message because I, I don't care if it's one, two o'clock in the morning. I think you got it like at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but I'm so glad and I'm so glad that Courtney reached out to you and that you are part of our show tonight because this is um a very critical situation. We want to thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, can you give us a little bit of closing, the, for, especially for these two beautiful young ladies that are here, what to expect and what they need to do to make sure their heart is in good condition? Sure. Um, just really take care of yourselves. Take time to exercise. Follow a good diet. Go to your physicians. And definitely, if you ever have chest pain, Arm pain, jaw pain, dizziness, nausea, shortness of breath, call 911. You could save yourself because it's always about the time. Time is of the essence when you're having a heart attack. And never think just a little ache is like nothing. It could be something. So take care of yourself. Do it for yourself. Do it for your families. Do it for your children. Do it for everybody. Mainly do it for yourself. That's what I would have to share. Very good. Well, thank you again, Ms. Catherine Romano from... Pocahontas, Pennsylvania. What is <laughs> what, Why can't I remember the name? But thank you so much for joining us. Thank That's you. Ready. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks so Bye-bye. much. Bye-bye. You Bye-bye. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.